Oh yeah, it's your favorite weirdo, PQ River, and it's another Quake Reversal satellite. And uh, yeah, we're, we keep them going, not as uh, frequently as some part of my brain seems to think they should be and ought to be, but keeping things. Like I say, last time we were here, we were discussing Henry Morgan. And what we have this time around is one of his uh, national shows from uh, around 1947, if I'm not mistaken. And, and this is great stuff also. Uh, great radio comedy of its time. Uh, you might find it a little cheesy, but and I might even uh, find it a little cheesy, but it has such amazing charm. And uh, it is a demonstration, because as, uh, as long as I am taking this time in the series to profile this man, this Henry Morgan, this forgotten genius of humor, uh, I may as well, uh, the next time is the interview, and I may even uh, include the David Letterman interview. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I just feel for some reason, uneasy about using a David... But it, it's harmless, and certainly if we are discussing this specifically, uh, fair use comes into play. Uh, if somebody wants... Who's going to give me a hard time? Oh, nobody. Nobody is going to give me a hard time about Henry Morgan at in 2022. It's just... They have fish to fry, so to speak, and uh, the copyright law, it's shifting. We actually have all this incredible music, and I haven't even begun to really, on these shows and on the Onsug, explore uh, basically at least 22 years, 23 years, more than that, of music that just instantly. I, that's the miracle of laws that have to do with dates, ages of coming into majority. I mean, it, it's like it, it, one second, it, it, there's this line in time where everything changes. You go from being like under age to a fully-fledged adult with no transition whatsoever. It's like Cinderella or something. The clock strikes midnight, and there you are. A grown-up, just like that. It's really remarkable uh, how we try to impose systems, but that's, uh, that, that, that's a whole other kettle of fish that, I don't know, it, it's it disgusting, it serves no purpose. Absolutely, but what does? But let's keep it to the fringy and the fun. Uh, as uh, you, uh, I don't even want to talk about this, but I guess I must at some point. Uh, I have come into the possession of this baby Yoda Grogu figure, and uh, it, it, was, you know, it was a fun lark. It, it, it came into my path and I was able to acquisit it very easily, and it fits in with this whole shtick that I'm the guy who likes the Mandalorian when everybody else is absolutely mortified, which 
if nothing else, even if I was making it up, it's great shtick. But the fact that I'm not makes it even more squirrely. Yeah. Uh, but, okay, I got this figure. And, of course, you know, after a day or so, I figure, uh, where did this come from? What is it specifically? What might it be worth? And I start looking at images of other commercially available figures like this and this doesn't this this doesn't match the eyes that it's a plush and not a molded plastic head uh that it has the uh plushy fluffy stuff on the collar and sleeves the shape of the feet the height of the figure which mine is i would say 20 inches and my figure, you can't see it, it in the image that I used as the cover image. It has uh, three eggs in a basket that it's holding. And uh, the three eggs have, one has like this weird triceratops. One has like a masked warrior, maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe one of those Star Wars warrior types. And the third image is this weird skull head thing. Maybe a fish? I can't tell, and it's purple. Uh, the Triceratopsy scully thing is blue, and the warrior head helmet... Is that the Mandalorian? Maybe that's the Mandalorian there in the middle. Are those his, like, glyphs? I, I don't know, but I can't find another um, Grogu like this available anywhere. And I have looked. So that's the mystery of the Grogu that is going on. And uh, it's, it's, let's, I think I better shut up now and play you some music.
as your attorney with vocals and lyrics by Ayakel Jaguar and uh, guest keyboards by uh, Coptic Nerve. That the whole family there together uh, cooperating on the melody of it all. That's from the third Azure Attorney album, which I don't even remember what the title is. Maybe it's called Azure Attorney. I, I can't keep track of it. The titles at a certain age. Titles, band names, film titles, book titles. It's like I almost... The space that I have allotted for life for these things have been filled. And getting a new title, band name, artist's name in there firmly becomes more and more um, difficult. Seemingly almost impossible at times. There are people who I'm like studying and listening to. Uh, I'm just like Baudrillard, for example, which at some point we will uh, be at least mentioning, if not going into on some... I, I'm not even sure uh, how to broach the uh, subject here, but I will find a way, because I always do, no matter what arcane and offbeat thing I wind up uh, looking at and examining. It, it, it winds up fitting or being fit. You know, even when you stick that square block in the round hole and you just kind of bang it through and turn it and it finally drops into the bucket even though it's not supposed to fit that way. Yeah, well, Dave, welcome to the show. Uh, let's see. Uh, let us... Uh, what? Oh, yes, before we get to uh, our Henry Morgan. Um, uh, I know Frank Nora has played the coin pushers. They're, they're those machines that are in casinos and arcades where you put in coins and there are these stages that they're stacked in various ways on and you are trying to get these uh, stages that are moving back and forth. Uh to slide coins forward all the way to the front where there is a hopper and it catches the money. Uh, these, I didn't realize how big these were in the casino world. And uh, I fell into a black hole of videos of people playing these coin pusher machines, notably this, this charming older Australian guy. He isn't playing this... I mean, I guess he's playing the super amazing machines for where he is. But then, of course, YouTube steps in, intercedes with algorithms, and I'm watching people who are playing these elaborate, with these giant towers of coins and little gold bars and precious metals and bitcoins and it's yeah uh it's a remarkable thing but what i i am failing to see i mean all these people who are posting videos online it they make it look like it is so easy and they're making what would appear to be a great deal of money with very little effort of course, for every person who takes a focused uh, thing on any of these types of games of chance, there are hundreds 
who will play it casually and just drop some money and walk away. And I guess these people take advantage of that. And apparently as much money as these people seem to be pulling out of casinos, one, they haven't been asked to leave the casino, which they can do apparently, even if you're not quote-unquote cheating visibly. Uh, if you win enough slot machine games, for example, at a an establishment, at least I think it's my understanding that they can ask you not to come back. Period. That's that. I mean, they don't even have to give you a reason. Although, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. The legalities. Here's PQ River. But the whole point of this is, uh, here I was at 2 a.m., watching this Australian guy for the better part of an hour play coin pushing and oh boy the things it's like being attracted to shiny things like a magpie or something it's a fascinating syndrome in my own head that I am doing this uh, although I suppose it's better than me finding a casino and uh, thinking I can emulate this and there goes the family fortune. Because I, I really have a sneaking suspicion. There is more to it than uh, what these people seem to make it like. Uh, future uh, discussion will be happening because uh, I'm sure YouTube will continue to be uh, now offering me the very finest in coin pusher videos. Uh, let's let's us now let's listen to The following program was transcribed from an earlier network broadcast. For the latest news we take you to London. Nothing new here. Take it back, New York. The schedule says at this time we go to London. Take it, London. I don't care what your schedule says. Take it and keep it, New York. <laughs> okay. That's the way you feel. We'll put on the Morgan Show. Eversharp, manufacturers of Eversharp chick injector razors and blades, bring you the Henry Morgan Show, featuring Bernie Green and his orchestra and a few surprises. Good evening, anybody. Here's Morgan. Thank you. Friends, I've heard talk about a housing shortage in this country. And before we go any further, I want you to know it's nothing but an ugly rumor started by people who have no place to live. <laughs> Lots of people are living with other people. That's true. Families are doubled up and tripled up, even quadrupled up. It's not right. They should sextuple up and octuple up. <laughs> yes, move in with your neighbor. Of course, you may have a neighbor you hate. Well, move in with him. Get to understand him. Then you'll know why you hate him. <laughs> Look, you argue with your wife a lot, don't you? Don't you argue a lot with your wife? And you know you're right and she's wrong. 
Now you'll have witnesses. I think everybody should live in one room. Everybody. After all, we speak of one world. Why not one room? Only trouble with everybody living in one room would be that those who live in the middle won't be able to hang pictures. First, you can see where all this leads. This has an obvious conclusion. They claim that there's a shortage of material. <laughs> well, if any everybody moved in together, we can tear down a lot of houses. We'd have plenty of materials. Think of the wonderful stuff you can get from old houses. Creaky stairs, three-legged bathtubs, rusty keyholes, termites, doorways, cracks. Why, with all these materials on hand, the future is simple. Build houses. We present one of the most mildly sensational performers of all time, Teddy Katsoftis, who will sing Lazy Bones in the original Greek. We're not kidding. It is Greek. While accompanying himself on the tuba. Teddy Katsoftis. Bill of Rights, thousands of ex-servicemen have gone back to school. Here's Morgan, your campus reporter. We take you now to visit G.I. Joe College. First, let's go up to New Hampshire and drop in at dear old Dartnose. Here's a group of ex-soldiers seated around a table. They're listening to an upperclassman who is explaining... Freshman... Here at Dartnose, things are different from the Army. For instance, when an upperclassman gives you an order, you don't sneak off into the woods and hide all day. Now, we don't mind your whistling at the girls, but remember, this isn't Paris. It's easy to get a chocolate bar over here. (laughs) 
that's uh, about all, men, except for one thing. Here at dear old Dothnos, four of a kind always beats a straight flush. Deal the cards. Let's run over to Embraceable U for a chat with a dean of women. Dean Flagonerch, I understand that your campus is crowded with ex-servicemen. Yes. More than 40% of the new students seem to be ex-soldiers. No problem, I suppose. Not for me. Oh, one or two of the more headstrong have whistled at me, but I've ignored them completely. Mm -hmm. Yes, you may say I've had nothing to do with ex-servicemen. Well, what about GI slang? I hear that the way they talk has changed college conversation completely. Nonsense. Any rumor of that kind is nothing but scuttlebutt. Strictly for the birds. <laughs> of course, some professors don't mind if the students sleep in class. There's no other place for them. Down at blood pressure normal, for instance, there's an awful housing problem. Let's have a look. Uh, hey, Mac. You mean me? Yes. Uh, you an XGI? Yeah. They have a housing problem here at the school? Mac, I've never seen such mobs in my life. No place to do nothing. Crowds, mobs, people. What's your reaction? Snafu. <laughs> Situation normal. All filled up. Now we go way out west to the Colorado School of Mines. Guess they're down too deep. <laughs> Most people are wondering about... Most people are wondering about how the soldiers are doing in the classroom. Have they been able to adjust? Let's look in on one of uh, Professor Chairborn's classes over at Miserable State. All right, gentlemen. The next question. What is the color of blue vitriol? Lieutenant Foley? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, uh, the, the color of uh, blue vitriol. Uh, one moment, Professor. Sergeant! Yes, sir? The color of blue vitriol. Blue vitriol, yes, sir. Um, uh... Corporal, the color blue vitriol. Quick. Okay, Sarge. Uh, uh, Private Jones. That's private to you. Why doesn't Professor Chairborn ask the colonel over there? Very well. Colonel Smith, what is the color of blue vitriol? Uh, <laughs> For shame. The most, uh, the most interesting thing about this whole situation to me is that for the first time in history, women's colleges are taking in men. Now, up at Grinmore, they took in only one guy, but he's there. This we gotta see. Let's watch this lone wolf approach a pretty girl. Hello there. Who, me? Yeah. Wanna know something? Yeah. You look okay to me. <laughs> I'll bet you tell that to the whole student body. No. I, uh, I suppose you heard about the freshman dance tonight. Oh, sure. Well, I was just wondering. Uh-huh. I've been wondering if maybe... Yes, yes. If maybe you'd sit with my kids tonight so me and a wife can go. Hooray! Hooray! It's me, of course. <laughs> The ever-sharp Schick Injector Razor is sensational. I have a man right here who has just shaved with it. Tell me, sir, isn't it amazing the way the ever-sharp Schick changes blades automatically? It's supposed to, isn't it? <laughs> yes. But uh, all you do is push, pull, click, click, and you have a new blade. It's fantastic. What's fantastic? 
One time they didn't think airplanes would fly. Yes, but you can buy an Eversharp Chick razor and a 20-blade injector for a dollar and a quarter. On some programs, they give you a refrigerator for nothing. Can you shave with a refrigerator? Can you keep beer cold with an Eversharp razor? good razor. It's all right. Fair, anyway. It ain't, it ain't bad. Yeah. Why, it's 50% quicker, 100% smoother, and 200% safer. Supposed to be, isn't it? <laughs> 150 years ago... Some real, uh, genuine laugh-out-louds for me in there. Uh, I don't think I've heard this one before. If I did, uh, my brain has spaced it or uh, deleted it to make space for more titles, apparently. Uh, This is from January 23rd, 1946. So the post-war housing shortages, which a lot of the humor wraps itself around, that's people... And a lot of the humor attached to that is uh, accidentally almost prescient in an odd little way. But uh, indeed, uh, this is some great, great stuff. And the kidding and minimizing and teasing of the advertising. Uh, His his advertising, the Schick Injector Razor, is uh, pioneering in that direction uh a lot of companies uh the idea that you would denigrate their product was a big big no-no and just the whole cynical sarcastic new yorker sense of humor that maybe is falling back out of vogue nowadays uh that it's what i grew up as my meat and potatoes on uh, this is this is the birth of it in many ways. Uh, he had gone from the New York show, which we listened to the last time we gathered here, uh, to this national show on the Mutual and I believe the ABC broadcasting network, which when they split the NBC, NBC was NBC Red and NBC Blue, and the government made them take one of them and sell it off, and that became ABC, which is why, I mean, uh, until probably the 80s, ABC was always like Fox sort of became, that stepchild network that was never quite full-fledged like the the, the a- NBC and the CBS, but that's just your goofy pop culture history, which we need not belabor at this point in uh, our adventures. Uh, we've got plenty more of Henry Morgan to get to as well, so do not run far. And I'm not going to keep you very long in between segments, but I thought it might be good to take a moment here and uh it, it why not uh a little uh, did, did you hear that guy with the tuba that was just great and uh it makes me wish i did speak 
Greek, because I am sure there were some zingers in there somewhere that, uh, that only those who speak Greek would have gotten. years ago, it was 1796. That was the year that everybody was rushing off to Arthur Murray's to learn the minuet. The farms of America produced a bumper crop that year, but as the automobile hadn't been invented, nobody had any use for bumpers. In those days, the colonies used English money. Today, of course, the English use ours. <laughs> Everybody was whistling Yankee Doodle, and the noise was deafening. Yes, that was 1796. And few people could tell that exactly 150 years later, Bernie Green would raise his baton so that the orchestra would know when to start playing Tarara Boom Dieu. <laughs>
will be shot from a cannon in the center ring. Ladies and gentlemen, did you ever stop to wonder what it would be like to be a foreigner, come to the United States, and listen to our radio for the first time? In the studio, we have Herr Heinrich von Ost Morgan, who arrived yesterday and listened to the radio for the first time last night. In order to understand his reaction, we take you now inside Herr Morgan's head. Very curious, this radio. Uh, this, uh, Miriam. Poor Miriam. <laughs> Funny. Nobody speaks to her. She's poor, so the fellas don't talk with her. In a democracy? First she's poor, then she gets Miriam. A poor girl like Miriam should be able to get some Miriam. Only in America that could happen. <laughs> Then everybody is glad to see her. Miss Erium, she's rich. That's nice. But what is Erium? Radium? No. Aluminum? No. It's Erium. Of this I never heard. Anyway, she gets it. What does she do with it? She smiles better. She's happy. <laughs> Maybe that's the name of her boyfriend, Erium Schmidt. That would be a love song. First she's poor, Iriam ain't in town, she ain't with him. Couple weeks later, Iriam's back and Miriam's got him. That's nice. But if Iriam's back with Miriam and Miriam's with Iriam, why the other fellas is talking to her? <laughs> How you like that? Such a fine lady. <laughs> if Iriam would find out, I bet he breaks the engagement. So that's how Miriam uses Erium. Huh. Uses Erium. Oh, aha, must be an automobile. No, that's ridiculous. Helps her smile. False teeth? No. Toothpaste? <laughs> Who would write a song about toothpaste? <laughs> I, I don't know. I would rather buy a tube of Epsidents. Public service, we present the first in a descriptive series about people who give advice, entitled Help. I'm walking down the street looking for a certain address. Uh, pardon me, mister. Uh, do you happen to know where 675 Sunrise Road is? Funny thing, I'm going there myself. Oh, swell. Where is it? I don't know. Let's ask somebody. So I lose this character and I ask somebody else. A lady, do you know where 675 Sunrise Road is? Well, it's about three blocks down the street. Turn right at the gas station and, um... Well, hello. So I lose that character. 
after two or three hours. <laughs> and I asked somebody else. Uh, pardon me, sir, but do you know where 675 Sunrise Road is? Yes. <laughs> well, is it around here? Yes. Can you tell me how to get there? Yes. Do you mind telling me? Yes. You don't want to tell me. What are you standing here for? He asked me what I'm standing here for. Oh! Come, Rover. <laughs> oh, I don't think it deserves applause. So next, maybe it does. Well, we'll never know. So next, I bump into a little old man who looks like he was in New York when they bought the place. He should be. He ought to know. Uh, pardon me, sir. Can you tell me where 675 Sunrise Road is? Tell you anything you want to know. Speak up, young fella. Well, can you tell me... Know this city like the back of my hand. Was born here. How old would you say I was, young fella? Well, 85? Heh, 92. Don't look it, do I? No, you look more like 85. Um, <laughs> tell me, do you happen to know... You used to swim in Central Park Lake every morning until I was 83. They made me stop. Who? Tammany Hall. My name's Jeremiah Crisp. Jeremiah after the prophet, Crisp after my father. Uh, what do you want, young fella? Oh, it's not important. I, I was looking for a house. I'm a Republican, young fella. Don't look it, do I? No, you don't look a day over 85. <laughs> 92! I said 92. Uh-huh. Healthy living, does it? Never drink water from faucets. Why not? Runs through the ground. Got to get dirty. Logical. What kind of water do you drink? Rainwater. I'm healthy as a cow. Cow's got six lives. Oh, no. A cow doesn't have six lives. Huh? Got six is something. I know that. (laughs) Know what the cleanest animals are? The cleanest animals? No. What? Pigs. I never seen a pig expectorate. What's what's troubling you, young fellow? You look fidgety. I was just in a hurry to get somewhere, but it doesn't matter. Know what the trouble with the country's economy is, young fella? Uh, high prices? Nope, just again. Gee, I don't know. Too many swamps. I lived in a swamp for ten years, then had to move away. They built a city on it. What city? Philadelphia. <laughs> I uh, remember what young Martin Van Buren used to say. Think clean and live in the mountains. Deep thinker, that boy. Uh, must have been. Well, do you happen to know the where... The railroad's done it. They done what? Railroads filled the air with smoke. We're all breathing railroad air, not American air. How old would you say I was? Oh, about 92? Eh, 85! <laughs> so long, young feller. And remember, keep your feet on the ground and your nose to the grindstone and your eye on the politicians. Jeremiah Crisp said it. Well, I'm glad to have met you. Thank you. The shadows of dust are slowly lengthening over the great metropolis. The lights of the city are twinkling on one by one. It's very picturesque. And I'm still looking for 675 Sunrise Road. I see a charming-looking couple sitting close together on a park bench. Excuse me, folks. Can you tell me where 675 Sunrise Road is? Of course. It's two blocks down and turn to the right. You mean to the left, darling. Oh, no, dear. I'm sure it's to the right. Uh, Never mind. I'll find it myself. You see, dear, you're confusing the man. I'm confusing him. Now, if you hadn't said anything, darling... I I was just telling you. Why do you talk about something you know nothing about? Well, you're the one who doesn't know. If you don't know, why do you... Who said I don't know? I used to work right next door. You work? You haven't worked in ten years. If you don't mind, You stay right here. Look, you go down two blocks. You stop. 
I suppose you were in such a blind stupor you forgot last Saturday night. You were so drunk you went around kissing every woman in the room. Ha, ha, ha. Except you didn't kiss me. I wasn't that drunk. <laughs> well, thanks for trying, folks. I'll manage I them. hate you. I hated you the day I married then you. Then why did you marry me? Because you were a pest. You were born a pest and you'll die a pest. Gee, it's swell of you folks to try to help out. Uh, I'll take a cab. Wait a minute. I'll go with you. You're going my way? Going your way. I'm going to live with you. So, finally, I gave up and hailed a cab. A taxi, 675 Sunrise Road, please. Okay, 675 Sunrise Road. Yes. How do you get there? <laughs> ah, such fine material. Uh, just a, a quickie, and I am not going to really uh, spoil it too much. That, that that all of us, I especially, have these movies that we've seen numerous times. We really like, and I just that there are numerous ones of these that I assume that everybody knows about and they've seen and mentioning them is almost being like totally redundant. And, uh, I'm just going to toss this one out there. You can, I am pretty sure see it on BitChute right now. Very nice, clean print. And I don't think it's particularly unavailable or scarce, but, um, I, have come to realize uh, that not everybody knows about it. Go figure. Uh, the title of the movie is Harvey, and it's from 1950, and it stars James Jimmy Stewart, uh, who you may know best from uh, the, the Christmas movie there, It's a Wonderful Life, or uh, any number of other or older films. He was a, a pretty big star in Hollywood back in the day, that kind of humble guy. And I, I'm not going to spoil the material. Take the time. Take it from me, PQ Ribber. This is a five-star experience. And check out Harvey. And uh, that's uh, part of our recommended viewing. Uh, and then we're going to go over here and uh, just see in general. Some of this may not be recommendations, but si simple reportage, mind you, uh, as we look at my YouTube history. Uh, oh, I've watched, uh, God, this guy catching this huge monster fish in some uh, brook. I mean, this thing is... And letting it go again, and just the whole ordeal, to me, seemed like, why would you do this to this poor fish unless you intended on taking it and eating it? But I, what we do now, I mean, it just, God, I guess I suppose it's better than what a lot of people used to do as a regular practice, and that is, you know, catch a, a beautiful aged animal like that and just kill it and then just leave it to rot because uh, they're not going to be bothered with... Oh, God, can you imagine cleaning that? He this thing was enormous. It was like seven, eight feet long. Just, wow. Oh, I think just in case. Uh, 
the uh, it's the Wild Life channel, and uh, the title was "This Is Why You Throw Big Baits in City Water," and then in parentheses, a monster fish lives here. I'm not sure if it, 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 uh, the algorithm just sends me stuff. I have no no idea whatsoever. Uh, all this stuff that's with what's going on in Canada with the trucker blockade, which I, I, and I, uh, this will resolve itself. Uh, of course, I, uh, side or lean towards the truckers, but I, things that are going on in other people's countries, I like to hope that they can resolve themselves and my opinion it's except as an an idle uh yabbity yabbita is immaterial uh billy cobb who is this um recording artist and yes he is one he does great albums of covers he's on Bandcamp, and uh, i've discovered him doing any number of things you can subscribe to his channel i've mentioned him before i'm almost positive has a new song called When the Minecraft Nostalgia Hits. And it's a winner. Uh, I like a lot of his stuff. He is uh, one of my uh, new added to the uh, Hall of Fame of PQ River guy uh, over the last few months. And uh, I recommend just about any of his music. He covers a lot of genres and uh, like I say, creativity, it, it's magical. Here's something for you. Uh, I think we can all recognize that Prince, the late great Prince, was more than touched with genius. He was a brilliant guy. As a musician, he was a virtuoso on many instruments. He did a lot of great songs, made a lot of great albums. What a performer. He could dance. He could... I, but going back, for me, and listening to a lot of his music, it's just, yes, I, it, it's like Dave Matthews' band. It's like a lot of recording people. It's like, yes, this is very good, but there's nothing there that grabs me. And uh, especially in his later albums, I've been trying once again to listen to uh, Prince's music and find the hidden gems, the things I missed. And I will accept recommendations because uh, I've listened to a lot of Prince. And I mean, even a lot of his uh, stuff that I have liked at different points in time because I've heard it so many times perhaps uh, it's not as reaches out and grabs me and again no matter what I recognize that this guy was just incredible oh and I this is an interesting twist in reality uh uh, at my work, I actually met a fellow podcaster and a fledgling comic book writer who has stuff that will be uh, arriving, showing up soon. Uh, 
out in the real world. Uh, and uh, the channel on YouTube is Apollo City Comics to see uh, his podcasts. Uh, actually, he's part of a team. And uh, check them out. Uh, support them because it seems like they're new. Uh, and it's, it's quality material as far as I can tell. I watched some of a couple of their videos and one of them has inspired me to check out uh, an image comic series that uh, they recommend called Black Science from a uh, few years back. But I'm up. I really would like to get myself up to speed with some of the newer comic book writers because over the years I've switched over. I used to be really, I mean, the artist, I mean, yeah, the writer carried to some degree, but the artist who was doing the comic was, in my mind, a deal maker or breaker, uh, whereas now uh, I have changed that whole it's really i mean the artist is nice and yeah if it's a crappy artist it's gonna be a real buzzkill but if it's one of my favorite writers it could almost be stick figures there and the writing carries it along it makes it okay i don't know but uh, people like warren ellis for example who i've come to adore over the last few years uh and uh, there's more out there uh, I need to check out more as much as maybe politically I am not in the same uh, place as a Donnie Cates. Uh, it is apparent that I should not be dismissing his actual work when he does comic book work. I think even Ethan Van Skyver would agree to that. And that's the other thing. We were discussing... That walks in to where I work would uh, be able to recognize who Ethan Van Skyver of uh, Comic Book Artist Pro Secrets channel and the whole Comicsgate thing uh, would know who they are. So, yeah, that would be, that's, uh, this is going to be interesting. And I'm going to delve deeper. I'm going to check out this Black Science comic book series and uh, its writer, uh, Rick Remender, Remender. Oh man, me. That's, but it, it would seem to me that uh, I've gotten a good recommendation here. And uh, new podcasts. Uh, it's always good to have more than less. Uh, late at night, all other things aside, my overnight listening. Uh, there's a series on the two true freaks podcast channel which is basically just an audio podcast channel and i've mentioned them before our very good friend trentus magnus when he was doing his show was hosted there uh it, it's a great pop culture channel by the way if you've never caught me mentioning it or promoting it uh it's very fine they have shows on all the big pop culture franchises knowledgeable hosts uh, well worth checking out if you dig that stuff like we do. And uh, there's a series called Back to the Bins, where they talk about uh, comic books mostly that they get out of the cheap, you know, dollar bins, 
that sort of thing and just cover a wide variety of books from comics history uh panel discussion style and that those have been uh, easing me through my overnights as i sleep lately for whatever reason so uh, I, I, I am taking in comic book data among other things my many spinning plates uh that's like I have uh, some people have a steel plate in their head. PQ Ribber, he has many spinning plates. Like you, you've seen the circus act or the variety show act where there's a guy and he's running back and forth and he's got this table set up with plates spinning on the tops of poles and he, they're balanced and he's like keeping them all going. Yeah, that's the inside of my brain. And there's some hamster wheels in there, all kinds of stuff like that there. Uh, we, 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 we got a lot going on, let me tell you. It, it, it's a regular, veritable... Uh... <laughs> and of course, uh, watching all these coin pusher videos. Uh... Oh, African ladies, first time reaction to Elvis Presley, which even though uh, they pulled the audio off because you know god forbid anybody shows a video with elvis presley or something it it's still a fascinating thing to watch i real or not i just these reaction videos and now what i am seeing is reaction to reaction videos it the layering could get mind-blowing Quick recommendation for my uh, Bizarro Music fans, a uh, gentleman using the name Charles Bobuck, B-O-B-U-C-K, a uh, perhaps a, a former member of The Residents who uh, did solo albums, and uh, they're mostly instrumental. Uh, there's some audio sampling and things like that, and wonderful wonderfully weird check it out let me know what you think strange stuff a conspiracy theory or it could be scary stuff uh the death of bob saget uh, seems to have gone from an innocent accident to maybe there's more to it but who knows uh it could just be people jumping at conclusions and stirring crap up and uh, it, poor guy, uh, I I miss you know Bob Saget being, uh, you know the family. I I don't think I ever watched one episode with those twins or whatever that show was that really made him famous. I mean I think I watched some of the America's Funniest Home Videos that he hosted at one point, and I've probably seen clips of his stand-up. And other than that, I mean, I, I just was never connected to Bob Saget. But it, who knows? Who knows? People and death, it, it's always a good thing, isn't it? And this, we, we got to, as a culture, this, especially after this last few years, uh, I think we are uh, about to, and it really is necessary, rethink this whole death 
situation and how we respond to it and what we do with it. I don't know. Just just talking. And speaking of Trentus Magnus, are you out there? Are you listening? If you are, I am calling you out right here on the Quake Reversal satellite. Yeah, you, Trentus Magnus. Uh, since you seem to be, of all the people that uh, I know, the uh, biggest Lord of the Rings fan that I consider inside of the PQ River Circle, uh, what are you making of this uh, Amazon's Rings of Power? Uh, would, would, I know you're fairly retired from the podcasting world and in the parenting life now, but, uh, should you feel so compelled to babble into a microphone and send me the results on this, uh, I, I would be appreciative. And, uh, anyone else who can, I, of course, as, uh, most of you know i don't even the movies weren't necessary the the books are the books and they're the books and they're just why would you make a movie of it or a comic book of it or it it just seems like no matter how good it's ever going to be you are stepping backwards and away from something that I don't know. Someday, I, I mean, there are rare occasions where a an adaptation of a work steps up, but I don't know. It, it just seems to me like more of a capitalistic venture than something that... Ah, man, capitalism. I love it. And sometimes, boy, when, when, when it dilutes the arts and, and something that's wonderful has to be maintained, like franchises. I mean, if you got enough money, you can license a franchise, a big one, and make your own awful thing with it. And I mean, right now, uh, it's, I believe the genuine actual i mean this uh, amazon thing is a whole separate thing it, it they've licensed certain characters that are in other subsidiary works to lord of the rings or something is how they're building this world but the actual lord of the rings franchise which you know peter jackson did his thing and fin- is now available again and somebody can purchase it and make another lord of the whatever movie tv series i just my mind shakes and quivers with how things have been going with such franchises but they can this is the world that we are living in oh man uh anyways let's uh catch this uh, last uh segment this last chunk of uh henry and uh i'll catch you we'll we'll get you back to whatever it is that you want to do that i'm keeping you from 
The famous sports announcer, Ted Husing, is now going to describe the shave Now, Ted talks quite rapidly, so you have to listen carefully because what follows is really a commercial. And if you missed any of it, I'd feel just... just terrible. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and you too, Morgan. Again tonight, we bring you the famous Eversharp Shick-Savathon, the most daring demonstration ever conducted by any razor. Right before this microphone, in full view of our studio audience, we will now conduct another actual shaving contest, which proves week after week that Eversharp Schick Injector gives you the world's fastest, easiest, smoothest shave. Last week, an Eversharp Schick user whisked in the winner in the record-breaking time of 49 seconds. Well, tonight, we have six more contestants picked at random from the studio audience, men from Cortland, New York, Long Island, Pennsylvania, South Carolina... New Jersey and New York City. Now, three of these men are going to shave with the Eversharp Schick Injector razors. Three will use other well-known safety razors. Who's going to win tonight's big shave-a-thon? Well, the contestants are now on stage. They're all lathered up. They're at the post. They're waiting for the signal, and here it is. And they're off. Well, tonight's big shave-a-thon is on. I wish you could be here to see these six shavers up here on the stage. They're now right at work. Look at that man with the Eversharp Schick. They're already out in front because there's no blade to unwrap. All you do is pull, push, click, click, and there's a blade all ready to shave you. Fast, you said it. Smooth, right again, easy. Say, mister, it's only a romp with this razor. It's the world's only razor with the automatic blade changer. Saves your time, saves your skin, too. Here's one ever sharp chick user half shaved already. Now off go the chin whiskers, fast, easy, and smooth. In four gentle strokes, the other side of his face is as slick as a billiard ball. Now you see how that man shaves under his nose and around his lips, and what razor was he using? Yes, it's the ever sharp chick. You shave slick, use ever sharp chick for the fastest, easiest, smoothest shave of your life. There went the bell, and here's tonight's winner. It's the fellow standing near the end. Yes, that's an ever sharp chick injector razor that he's using, proving once again it's the fastest, easiest, smoothest shaver in the world. And now, Charlie Irving, what was the official time? Ted, okay, it's 32 seconds, and the winner, using an ever sharp chick injector razor, is Mr. Petrasic of Garfield, New Jersey. Congratulations, Mr. Petrasic. <laughs> Somebody mop up the blood, please. Well, I don't know what radio's coming to, but I know where it's been. People are asking more questions today than ever before. We have to stretch a little. I think we're going to be a little short. People are asking more questions today than ever before. And they're getting fewer answers. Now, in an effort to alleviate this serious shortage of answers, we you bring take you... a lot of time with this. Yes. Uh... In an effort to alleviate this serious shortage of answers, it's going to get pretty dull. Two L's and alleviate? Uh, yes, and one B. The I. Uh, we bring you the fellow who knows everything. Everything, that is. Radio's famous question man. Now, if you have a question you'd like answered, I'll repeat that. If you have a question you would like answered, send it in. Now, the question man. Good evening. Our first question, sir... Comes from Mrs. R.K. of Newark, who asks, Are hockey pucks edible? <laughs> yes. Hockey pucks are edible and are pronounced delicious by epicures. When a hockey puck is boiled with greens, the greens become soggy and are pronounced soggy by epicures. <laughs> Mr. M.B. of Scranton asks, Who played second base for the Baltimore Orioles in 1902? This position was held down by the first baseman. <laughs> Mr. M.B. of Scranton asks Well, in that case, who played first base? The Mill on the Floss was written by George Eliot <laughs> our, our next question 
George Eliot asks, <laughs> what is meant by the term postman's holiday and how did the expression originate? The term postman's holiday refers to a holiday taken by a postman. <laughs> it is not known how the expression originated. <laughs> Mr. Casey of Topeka writes, I often hear people say, well, there's more than one way to skin a cat. Is this true? Yes. Send for my free booklet, 89 Ways to Skin a Cat. <laughs> Mrs. R.D. of Atlanta wants to know, do some foods contain more calories than others? No. Some foods contain less calories than others. <laughs> Mr. B.P. of Fresno says... My friends all submit questions to the question man. I am made sport of because I cannot think of any questions. Can you help me? Yes, I can. Send for my free booklet, Questions Suitable for Submitting to the Question Man. If you have a question, send it to the question man. Are we still short, Charlie, or can we... Uh, on the nose, I keep going. If you have a question, send it to the question man and close $5 to cover the cost of living. <laughs> and be sure to tune in next week because... Morgan will be on the same corner in front of the cigar store next Wednesday at the same time. Sharp Shake Injector Razors and Blades invites you to tune in same time, same station next week when Eversharp will again bring you the Henry Morgan Show. They're yours again, Eversharp Shake Injector Blades for the world's fastest, safest, smoothest shave. Just insert the automatic blade changer in your Eversharp Shake Injector Razor. Thinking still goes. Push pull, click click, and you're ready to shave. 20 blades, 75 cents at good stores everywhere. <laughs> you have anything more to say, Henry? What happened to my theme? This is Charles Irving saying goodnight for every shot. This program was transcribed from an earlier network broadcast. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company. ABC, easy as one, two, three, simple as do, re, yeah, okay, that's how easy podcasting can be, and uh, don't forget, if you like that, tune in, because we are going to use the magic of time travel through a recording to uh, project this uh, comedic genius many years into his future to where uh, he's a, I, almost a different man, you would think. But, uh, but another pop culture phenomenon explored because we are the Quake Reversal Satellite, and there's nothing like the Quake Reversal Satellite or the Overnightscape Underground or any of this stuff. So there. So uh, thank you. 
thank you for being here once again uh, and listening and sharing. And if you got comments or what have you, contributions, the email address to reach us at the Nicho Legatura Institute remains kpqr.torc at gmail.com. And, uh, yep, we will catch you the next time, which hopefully will be sooner than later. Uh, Meanwhile, set the controls for the heart of the fun. That's what I'm